Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode number 49 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I am Matt Olson. Up there, we got Danny Oakstead. What's up? And then, as always, we have JB. Hey there. Another week, another episode. Thank you all for joining, clicking, listening, however you're receiving this. A couple things before we jump to the breakdown. Last week, we had a winner for our first ever giveaway for This Week in MTG, sponsored by J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Those two Thero Thought Seasons are now getting shipped across the pond, but more than the pond, going to Finland for the lucky winner, Arto Hamelin. Hamelinen. Hamelinen. Arto Hamelinen. Hugh yeah. apologizes for butchering your last name. Oh, man. Us, uh, us Americans, we have a hard time with those pronunciations there. Deeply apolo- deep apologies, Ardo, but congratulations. Those thought seasons are on their way, and I'm a very bad person. I forgot to send you the tracking number. I will send it to you as soon as we're done recording, but you're going to hear this after, so you'll already know. I don't know why I'm saying that now, but congratulations. What? <laughs> Future Matt, cut this out. Right? Another couple things to mention before we jump into the breakdown as well. Go listen to our episodes that we did with Lockheed and Jonathan. Uh, they're not the same. Uh, Lockheed, we talked about Double Masters, and Jonathan, we just interviewed him about him and Spell Table. They're very fun episodes to listen to, and especially with Command Fest coming out soon. I think uh, the, the Spell Table one's a fun listen to, and with Double Masters just out listening to Lockheed's take on Double Masters is super important. Super valid. Go check that out. Anything else I'm missing before we jump into this episode, guys? Nope. Okay. Well, from there, the breakdown is going to work like this. We're going to be passing you guys over to the Boggle Desk with JB where he's going to give us some event results ranging from standard. And we thought we'd uh, grab a Pioneer challenge with the recent BNR updates to see how the meta has shooken up. Then talk about a couple upcoming events. And then uh, after the BNR of Monday, there's a a low-key BNR update with Brawl. And Danny will take us away with that when we get there. Then we're going to be jumping into the news, starting off with Blogatog. And then we got some news quickies about some companion updates, WPN premium changes. Amonkhet remastered. Spoilers are out. We have two full colors. And then, of course, the Arena State of the Game that came out last week. We're going to talk about that. Then we have the finance section uh, to talk about. Closing off with Deck of the Week after that with a special deck picked by JB. Thank you all for being here. Sit back, buckle up, and I was going to do the Yeah Baby Let's Go, but I don't want to edit that part out again. 
<laughs> but now I gotta edit this bad out. Yeah, baby, let's go! Let's start the episode. <laughs> so passing it over to JB there. What am I going to do with you? Well, clearly need to be anyway. listening to some more I Set My Friends on Fire. No. No, that's that's very rude. This is very rude, sir. Forty with an hour and a half for him. Right? We don't need to be setting people on fire. That's terrible. Nah, I think you Obi wanted to set me on fire at that point. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, first up, we have a winner for the second SCG Tour Online Championship Qualifier. His name is Gabriel Nicholas, and he was playing Saltai Ramp. The rest of our top eight here, we had Saltai Ramp, Saltai Ramp, Rakdo Sacrifice, Luris Edition, Teamer Adventures, Mardu Winoda with Gigantha's Companion, Rakdo Sacrifice, Luris, Luris based, and Saltai Ramp. So yeah, it looks like we got a little, a little bit more diverse of a top decks, I guess, after this banning. People still want to ramp, and without wilderness reclamation and growth spiral, they just put back in Nissa, who shakes the world as another ramp option. Right? Who doesn't want to cast Ugin a couple turns early? Still. So, thank God for ramp. I told you that Rakdos Sacrifice would come back up. Do you think it's really because uh, the clicking and stuff, l having less clicking without the cat combo now, that's probably Maybe. making it more no. popular? It's like, cool, I don't have to break oh. my finger clicking 12 times for this one effect. I wouldn't make it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's more popular because of clicking. It's just, it's a fairly dominant deck. It's got a lot of power. It's just the Reclamation decks had a little more oomph behind them. So now we're going to move on to a Red Bull Untapped event that just happened this last weekend here. And that was won by, forgive me if I say this wrong, <laughs> uh, Kazune Kosaka. He won 2-0 with Saltai Ramp. So then rounding out our top eight, we had Saltai Ramp, Saltai Ramp, Saltai Ramp, Teamer Flash, Orza of Yorion, Saltai Ramp, and Is It Tempo. Wow, it's pretty, pretty diverse right there, huh? Gotta love all that ramp going on. Salt take away w Wilderness Reclamation, people will be using Nisses, I guess. Right? Why not? I mean, they still got Uro. But now they're just right. having black for the board wipes of Casualties of Wars and Extinction Advent. Oh, I clicked the over button. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> I was like, it only shows the semifinals. Where's the finals? And I was like, oh, the big arrow. <laughs> Scroll down and have them in in place. Well, it's like I saw the big arrow, and I'm like, maybe I should click on the arrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. It scrolls. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, today has been a Monday from hell. 
<sighs> All right, so our next event we have Pioneer Showcase Challenge results. So our first place was Doomwake. And they don't have a deck archetype. Uh, Mono Green Zombie. Mono Green Devotion. Oh, I bet. Nykthos, not Zombie. Yes, Nykthos. Okay, so first place was Mono Green Devotion. Second place... the hell is this mess? Niv Delight? Niv Delight. Niv Delight. So second place was Niv Delight. Third place we have Bant Spirits. Fourth place we have what? Salt Eye Fuck. What is it? It's not Delirium. No, not Delirium. Saltai mid-range? Sure, we'll go with that. Saltai good stuff. Or is it ramp? It's got three Nisses. Yeah, three Nisses. There's uh, four Uro, so yeah, maybe you could call it Saltai ramp. Okay, we'll call it Saltai ramp good stuff. You heard it here first, folks. It's going to catch on. Fifth place, we have Azorius Spirits. Good stuff. Sixth place is another Zoria Spirits. Seventh place looks like Mono Black Aggro. Yep, I'd say so. Mono Black Aggro. Eighth place That's looks like Azoria. Control. Yep. Straight up control. Straight up control. Good stuff. Side note, so, yeah. that, piloted by LSV. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Only getting eighth place. He's notorious for being a control player. He loves blue spells. Kind of like somebody else I know. <coughs> Matt. <coughs> Past events. Now, on to our upcoming events. So we got CFB Pro Showdown. We're running another event on Saturday, August 29th at 9 a.m. Check it out. Join up. Play. It'll be fun. I can't because I'm not CFB Pro. But Matt might. Yeah, let me check out the details here. The full details doing this live so it's best of three 50 minute rounds uh prizes first place is 300 store credit second place is 200 third and fourth get 100 and fifth through eighth get 75 of cfb credit do it up matt it's on arena i'm guessing it'll be standard yes it's standard yep I don't think they'd do historic. Single yeah. elimination. Not yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is single elimination as well. So. And it's $5. Do you got CFB Pro now, Danny? No. Oh. <laughs> but it's $5 a month. 
He's not oh. a whale. Like, yeah, it's a, I got the whole year. Full disclosure, I got the full year for 100 bucks, So I get the $10. Oh. I get the $10 credit as well. So right now, I got $40 because I got it back in May. Did that sound... Does that sound too whaley or does that sound like an orca? Kind of sounded orca y. Nah. You should have $120, not $100. In credit? No, not yet since May. You only get $10 of credit a month. Yeah, but I'm just saying a total of 120 yeah, for right. a year. Yeah, by the time May comes around. My name's Matt. I'm a whale. Stop that. Oh man, <laughs> JB, you got you got some uh, hurt feelings there that you can't be invited to this big old magic party. No, that's okay because I, I I just compete in the Mana Trader events, and I suck completely, but it's fun. I give other people you know easy free wins. You're our hero. You're our hero, right? Somebody's got to take the bullet. Might as well be a little boggle. Exactly. So our next upcoming event, we have Command Fest 2. And that's running August 22nd through the 23rd. That'll be running on Spell Table. Uh, no entry fees required, but they do suggest a $5 donation. Matching will be done through the Channel Fireball Discord server. And it looks like it's going to be broadcast on Twitch. Look at that. Isn't that cool? I'm totally so, yeah, wanted to participate check, in this. It out. It's another cool event to play in. I'm thinking about it. it. Might be fun. Two days full of Commander? Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Watch me get stomped and give away free wins again. <laughs> Watch me do the stomping with a new deck. Mm, yeah, no, not unless you play your Mimeo. Ooh, I'll play Mimeo too. I don't know which one I'd bring, honestly. I really don't know which one of mine is more competitive. So anyway, that'll do it for our upcoming events. And with that, I think we'll turn it over to Danny. Check out our new BNR. So we had two cards banned, I guess, technically last week. Not really banned, but I guess we were told ahead of time that these guys are being banned. So this comes with within the Brawl format. Uh, we have Ruined Halo being banned in Standard Brawl starting the 13th. And then it again is being banned in Historic Brawl again on the 13th. Along with that in Historic Brawl, we have Gideon's Intervention being banned. So I know Matt has some opinions against these cards or of these cards <laughs> being banned. So Matt, please inform us of your opinions. Well, I mean... I get Wizards wants to cultivate a strong, enjoyable format, and these cards definitely 
these cards definitely uh, put a damper on fun. Like one of the biggest things about Brawl is having a commander that you can actually cast. Uh, Ruined Halo, Gideon's Intervention fall into the same category really as Dranith Magistrate, which got banned earlier this summer in June, I think. They find them too oppressive. But I don't know, man. Like, there's so many ways to get around these enchantments. Even Dranith Magistrate, in my opinion. You know, you got you got three man, three mana spells to to deal with Dranith Magistrate and standard being uh, Fire Prophecy and oh, why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> That's a bad argument already. I don't know. You're just full of bad arguments. Gotta remember, it's a sixty card format. So you have a two drop and a four drop that are stopping you from, I guess, using your key key spells. So I can see why they banned them. Um, yeah, but see, this is why you just don't play brawl. Brawl sucks. Well, I'm 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 not arguing you there. I'm just saying it's sixty card format. So in order to, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what my argument is. I just love it happen. Scorching Dragonfire. Deafening Clarion. All those take care of Dranith Magistrate. Way off but there. I was people go- have to play removal in their decks. Yeah, that's one they of the things. They have to change up their deck building. I don't see why they're banning Rune Halo. I don't, I don't think it's that bad of a card. It's selective hexproof. whoop de fucking do it's an enchantment. Yeah. It's old, easily removable. Old Colors got ways to deal with that. You got Return to Nature in green to pick off an enchantments. Helia's Intervention also takes enchantments. Light of Hope, a super awesome one drop in white. Yep. Gets rid of an enchantment. That's a badass card, too. I think it's very underrated. Right? Casualties of War. Kogla. I don't know. There's ways to do it. Definitely in green, black, uh, white. I mean, in red, you also have cinder vines to take out enchantments, but I bet that's one of the things they're looking at is the fact that there's not a lot of enchantment removals that everybody has access to. You know, if there's more artifacts that did something like that, maybe. But historic, that's, that's for standard. Historic. Historic has a lot more. Yep. But no, let's just let's just ban Rune Halo anyway. Yeah. Why, so, why don't they why don't they just get around to banning the cards that matter? Yeah, I don't know. I it it's Oh wait, I forgot. Watsy likes to take eight months to ban a card. <laughs> well, only only for prominent decks do they do that, and then they wait until after big events. Unpopular opinion here on this so, week's so, MTG, so, folks. What was the excuse with the uh, inverter then? That's a, right. It was a popular deck that they waited a long time to ban. Yeah, they waited until supposedly an event that was going to happen, and the event never happened, and then they waited how long after that? Okay, fair. They no. had zero excuses. That is true. We were definitely expecting there to be a pioneer band, you know, Nippon Inverter back at Houston, I think, was the the player store specifically that it was going to be uh, before. 
until uh, nope. the the pandemic happened. Nope. But honestly, these are now banned in Brawl. I don't know why I'm fighting for it. I play Brawl like maybe once or twice a month. At, at I, I, don't, I don't play Brawl at all. And that's if they're having a Friday Night Magic at home event on Arena. Yeah, with Brawl I specifically. Even, I don't play it then. It's the only time I ever play it. So I haven't done FNM at home in <laughs> I don't know how long. I forget. Arena do it for me anymore. No, I'm usually home on Fridays, so it's I it's like yeah, don't want to get on my computer. Well, I mean I'm usually home too, but I just eh, I don't know. Arena hasn't been doing for me lately. Yeah. I feel you on that. The last last arena deck I was playing was that Grixis mid range deck uh that Wade ninety seven shared in the Discord group. It was fun to play. But then I'm like uh I'm not in the mood to play arena. We've been playing a lot more right. Commander, though. There you go. We do need to test out my new lamp placement. Yeah. I don't got my cards at home tonight. Uh, They're at the house, not the apartment. Uh, but from there, Danny, lead us into Blogatog before we stray f- further away from our, our show notes that we have here guiding us. All hail the show notes. Wait, so this, you show notes? Ah, <laughs> they're show notes. <laughs> I swear, this is how I have an aneurysm. No, JB, damn it. <laughs> you're, you're taking what, us off the path what again. Show notes, what are these show notes you speak of? Danny, assistance. No, miss it. <laughs> I didn't know we had these cool show notes. This week's blog talk, part one of two. Because I have two blog attacks this week. Comes from Emery Smith. Ass. Not really ass, just states. Sorry, so critical. Not long ago, it came up about whether or not ETB fight was appropriate for Green. Your answer was, in qu- quoting, we s- we're still debating it. And then immediately, Kolga, or Kog- is it Kogla? Kogla? Kogla, Kogla. We'll go Kogla, because that's how I won't pronounce it. Kolga, Kogla. Danny? <laughs> Danny? Hey, are you okay? Danny! Yeah. <laughs> Don't die on us. No, that, that was just so Mac could cut it out easily. I'm leaving it in now. I go, I go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut it out and leave it for later then. Fucking hairball. <laughs> Should yeah. should have like a little disclaimer, like if your ears are sensitive to moist sounding sounds. <laughs> ah, you said moist, <laughs> moist and soggy. <laughs> Danny, you're no. the one leading us astray on this. Stick to the notes. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be our. You're supposed to be our leader here. That keeps us in track. Matt, just shut up. No, I'll restart this. No. Okay. Well, yeah, you made me restart. Damn it. Yeah, I know. Do you really want to search and cut this out then, Matt? I'll find it. Kogla. (laughs) (laughs) You might want to go check your pants after that one. (laughs) Sounded a little wet. (laughs) Anyway, this week's blog comes from Emery Smith. 
Sorry, so critical. Not long ago, it came up about whether or not the ETB fight was appropriate for Green. Your answer was, quote, quote, we're still debating it, end quote. And then immediately, Kogla, the Titan Ape, was printed. Seems like debate was over. Were you still, were you even still debating it? This happened again to an, quotation, arguably, more extreme degree with dog tribal and mill keyword. You tell us that no decision has been made, but it clearly has. You want to surprise us, but how is it not lying to us about a quite top hat on? Mark replies, I'm very upfront about the fact that I can't give away non-public information. So I talk as if I don't know the non-public information. It's that or I literally answer no questions. This is a good service announcement for everybody to kind of remember. They can't tell us everything. <laughs> Shit's meant to be fucking uh, secret before Until products come out. come out. Yeah. This is still a... Uh, Wizards is part of Hasbro, which is a publicly traded company. If If news of what they're producing and stuff comes out, like... It's going to be hitting their bottom line, and they can't have that. But then it also like takes away the surprise of things. It's like imagine uh, with this with this thing in particular, like we're debating fight in green and stuff, and then Kogla comes out. It's like they, someone asked that question. It's like, oh yeah. Speaking of a card that we haven't even previewed yet is actually coming out that has that surprise, and then it takes that away from the person who had the preview card of Kogla. Exactly. I don't know. know. This is just public service announcement, everybody. Wizards, Mark Rosewater, Gavin Verhey, yes, they know what's going on. They have this plan of everything that's coming out like two to five years in the future. They can't tell us everything that's coming out. Of course not. I'd be like uh, insider trade tips, which is frowned upon. And illegal. That too. Anyway, second blog attack of the week comes from B Hogal or B Hogal eighty three asked if or when a dragon planeswalker who is not Bullis or Ugin. Mark replied back with an if. We'd probably do some non human first ahead of a third. So for those who like those dragon planeswalkers who are not the brothers, we may have one in the future. The long lost brother, Steve. (laughs) Maybe daddy shows up. Nah, he's too old. Weren't they born of a tempest or something? I don't know. We're we're not Vorthoses here at this week in MTG. Or I don't know the lore of the two, so I have no idea. We're 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 three schmucks, three schmucks with mics that just love magic a lot. Not right. enough to the point to be in the story of <laughs> Nickel Bolas and Ugin. I just like to talk shit. And now we move to the Bible desk again with JB. 
back to me, huh? For some news quickies. For some news? Do I have news? I don't Is know. Is it in these notes you speak of? I have what no idea. Does Matt know? This is how we shorten Matt's life. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> so, <laughs> consulting these magical notes that I somehow magically just found, uh, F&M at home this week is going to be any play counts. To play anything, take your pictures, show your LGS, get those promos. Next up in the news cookies, we have some regional delays for Double Master promo cards. Posted last Wednesday on Wizards' uh, main site, Wrath of God and Court of Calling promos for Double Masters have been delayed and will be arriving in stores in some regions after the Double Masters release date. Note, this does not affect any other Double Masters products. Regions will likely be affected as follows, noting that shipping delays may increase for unknown reasons while in transit. North America, mostly unaffected, though some stores might see delays into next week. So, for most of our listeners here, should be perfectly fine at the end of the week. Europe, Ardo, this is for you, delayed until mid to late August. If you got, uh, if you got yourself some double masters... You're going to be waiting a little bit for Court of Calling and Wrath of God. Asia Pacific, delayed until late August. Japan, delayed until mid-August. Latin America, delayed until August or early September. We appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as we work through these shipping delays. Players who have purchased boxes or played in events should check with their local store to see how they're handling distribution of late-arriving promos. We have some changes to the requirement for premium, becoming a premium wizard store. So, first off, you know, because of the COVID, um, everything like that. So, they're going to make sure that your store needs to have a high quality online sales experience as a requirement for WPN premium. So, they want to make sure that you have online available. Since, you know, we're not always going to have the option to go into store. Stupid COVID. Dumb stuff. And they're also making it a requirement to have some sort of online community presence. Like Discord, Facebook groups, WhatsApp, something like that. Um, Just someplace where people can get together, discuss, talk about things, find matches, play like they would in your store. And also, and as a reminder, your in-store play metrics requirement has been suspended. The metric snapshot taken on February 15th will be used until further notice for all WPN members. Premium metrics requirements will also be waived temporarily for both premium re-verifications and new applications until further notice. The links will be in the show notes where you can read the whole page. Um, that was just the, the big bold types on it. So yeah, if you're looking to get into premium or our store owner looking for re-verification, here's some information for you. Something that kind of goes in hand with that, the companion app just came out with some more features and improvements. As of last week, uh, they now have implemented popper support. 
navigation is allowed to where you can join an event, track your life total, hop out of the app to, they say here, check your favorite social media app and then hop back right on to the companion app and you wouldn't have lost your place. So they got that going. There's now a sleep mode and life tracker. This is a a listener, this is a user requested change. It says, after listening to user feedback and working with development partners, companion app users will no longer have to worry about their mobile devices going to sleep while the app is running. Users will still be able to use, will be able to manually place their phone in sleep mode should they choose to. And then there's a list of bug fists. And then there's a list of bug fixes as well. Links for uh, links for everything down below. So with the last quickie for this episode, just an announcement that Omicat Remastered is being released on Arena on the 13th. With that, with not all the cards being revealed, we do by chance have a list of the white, black, blue, and green cards that are being released with this remaster. Just looking over these, I guess this was after when I started playing. So, yeah, I'm a cat. I don't think I played during Amaket, so this is before my time. No, oh. you, you played before Amonkhet. You were playing in uh, Ravnica. You just took a break probably during Amonkhet. Probably then. That was right when I got out of standard play. Maybe. I think probably. so. Anyways, I remember doing this. So, so I would, again, Wrath of God is coming back. Probably my favorite white card, other than Navison. Um. Yeah. When you when you think of Danny, Wrath of God and Avison, synonymous, hand in hand. Three stooges, three peas in a pod. Well, that's only two. No, you got Danny, Avison, Wrath of God. Uh, <laughs> no. Don't forget Armageddon. That would be the third. You yes. S- it would be Avison Wrath of God and Armageddon. You sick fibble fib. But see, you could make it better and go planar cleansing instead of um, Wrath of God. And you could completely board wipe. I suppose. Because Wrath of God only hits creatures. Planar cleansing would take out artifacts and enchantments. This is true. This is true. Hmm. I think that's an addition to my my Naya deck. You're welcome. Another card that I am known to have in my Naya deck is the Majestic Monarch. Mar- Myark. Mariark? Mariark. Yeah, let's go with that. Just because I would crap ton tokens so this guy is crap ton big so looking over this list uh matt and jp any cards stand out for you well first off we should uh say that 
as of today, only white and green have officially been spoiled uh, through Eurogamer and uh, Destructoid uh, Black and Blue maybe coming out tomorrow, but they got kind of leaked. But in white, Solemnity is coming out, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. I just found out about a cool combo today, an infinite combo that'll win you the game with Solemnity and Luminous Broodmoth and Kroxa. So I'm actually ha- ha- happy to try that on Arena now. Get a Mardu, Mardu Kroxa deck going. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be an instant. Everyone's playing it in Historic. Well, they could be playing it in Pioneer right now because it's all Pioneer legal cards, but you don't see it in any top games. It's it's very it's very janky. It's three pieces that you need to have going before you die. Yep. But I like that. Man, I wish Anointed Procession wasn't getting just printed in, or getting made into Arena and it actually got printed somewhere because that's an expensive card. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty-five bucks. Yeah, and I just want it, but it's getting put. It's getting put in arena. So, token decks, rejoice, Danny, rejoice. But but it doesn't have Cather's Crusade. So, if I had that one, that then I'd be a little happier. But another card that's synonymous with Danny, Cather's Crusade. Yeah. Yes. Gotta love making a lot of tokens and get really big really fast. Anything for you, JB? Anything catches your eye? Well, I've always been a fan of Overwhelming Splendor. I tried jamming it in my Angeltron deck. Just like so Nothing better than uh, enchanting somebody and saying, oh, yep, your shit's invalid now. No. Yeah. Now I'm going to beat face. They do have Rest in Peace getting reprinted with some pretty cool-looking art. Uh, one of the reasons... Well, they got they got it, like, Amonketified. It's a mummy that's getting carried by some other mummies. Ooh, Collected Company is coming. Yeah, also with some pretty sick new art. It's like, the gang's all here to F your day up. They got all the, the all the creature types from Amonkhet, J- Jackal, Naga, Bird Wizards, Humans, Minotaurs. And also a new card with new art is Hornet Queen, which if I saw this coming at me, I would not be a uh I would not be doing too hot. It shows the the art is a depiction of a swarm of bees flying kinda at you. I am not in on that. They look like they hurt. <laughs> a seven job for five creatures. Not bad. Nope, not bad at all. Or you compare it with uh, Annoy Possession and get eight tokens instead of four. I'm in on that. Oh, none of us mentioned uh, Oketra and Ronus are getting reprinted, so all the gods from Amonkhet are getting reprinted. Not, yep. not eternalized. Hour of Promise in Green is getting it as well, getting a reprint. So those 
historic ramp decks are just they're gonna love this field field of the dead is getting a, a very significant boost and it looks like all the cartouches are being reprinted yep a fun a fun card that i really like a lot just like as a powerful card sandworm convergence getting reprinted green green six enchantments creatures with flying can attack you or planeswalkers you control beginning of end step uh, beginning of your end step you create a five five worm creature token solid it is it's like your evasive creatures mean nothing to my five five worms that are just gonna keep piling up have this with anointed procession end of turn seven you got 10 power i was literally gonna say oh add anointed procession there we go. And in, and in green, you have mana ramp, so you can get that probably out turn five. Yeah. Pop turn four. In historic, you, yeah, you got cultivate. You have uh, migration path. Uh, Great. Gr- yep. Girl spiral still in there in historic. Yeah. So uh, Bant. Bant Sandworm Convergence. Let's make a deck, guys. There it is. There's the deck. Bant Sandworm Convergence. Okay, I'll try. It also looks like the uh, Cycle Lands from Amon Ket are getting uh, reprinted as well. Like mm-hmm. they have Fetid Pool and Irrigated Farmland right now. But the, uh, so I imagine the whole cycle is getting reprinted. And then, of course, deserts are most likely coming back as well. That's a very key thing of Amonkhet, the desert lands. Well, I think from there, I feel like that's a good spot to move then to Arena, State of the Game. It happened last week after our episode came out. They were talking about Amonkhet Remastered. Uh, all the cards are obtainable in boosters for limited, uh, sealed in draft, and also through crafting. There is a total of 338 cards. They cover the mechanics of Amonkhet, including Embalm, Eternalize, Exert. Uh, the previews can be found here, which is for August 11th. Comicbook.com is having an official. Comicbook.com is having an official release. Uh, Den Geeky Online, as well as on the 11th, is having their official preview. August 12th, CBR and Forbes both will have their Amonkhet remastered previews. Then events for Amonkhet remastered, uh, Premier Draft and Sealed is going on from... Well, Premier Draft is going from August 13th to September 17th. Sealed is from the 13th to the 21st of August. Also in Arena, they're having their Rotation and Renewal Edition. Uh, There's going to be a best of one standard 2021 play and 2021 ranked, where you can only play with thrown cards forward. Uh, That will be available until September 17th, and then you won't be able to play that specific event anymore. Renewal is back, so it means the egg is back. Players who logged in logged in prior to September 17 will receive their special renewal gift for them once rotation happens to help them kickstart their new standard collection. You'll find our green egg 
a green little vessel nesting on your profile page. More information on what's incubating inside will be announced early September, but you should expect some bonus in-game card rewards, Zendikar Rising boosters, and a special card sleeve to commemorate the occasion. They got updated new player decks, so those are the free decks that they hand out to uh, new players, but they're also uh, making sure that current players can still obtain these cards as well. Until next time, Jumpstart. This is a friendly reminder that Jumpstart will be leaving our available events on August 16th. You only have a couple days left to do Jumpstart. So get in some, get in some games, get those cards, play some drafts. I might actually pick up one here before it hops out. I love to do in Jumpstart on Arena. Brawl. This is where they talked about the Brawl bans. Danny covered that already at the, uh, at the start of the news. And then there's some quality of life changes that they did. Description down below to go through all of that. There's just more ways to search cards with different uh, annotations. No, what's the word? Like typing simtex. There we go. Simtex to search on the card searcher portion. Uh, then the cleanup step, they say... Return to the world of Bolus's reign with Amonkhet Remastered, the first, but certainly not the last, MTG-only remastered set. Our next game update is scheduled to arrive on August 13th, so keep an eye on our status page for the latest information on updates on scheduling maintenance. Perfect. State of the game done. Let's jump into some finance. Whoop whoop! So Weekly Winners is back. Weekly Winners is an article that is posted on the fabulous site, MTG Stocks. They talk about three to five cards that have seen a very significant increase or card topics to talk about or cards that have moved in price and bring a good topic behind them and stuff like that. But then they also have three to five cards that have seen a significant decrease in price. They're cheap pickups. So let's jump into this. First off, we have a we have a potential reserve list buyout attempt here with the card City of Shadows. It is a land from the dark, which has tap exile or creature you control, put a storage counter on City of Shadows. Then it has tap add colorless for each storage counter on City of Shadows. So it's mentioned in the article here, like this card is not it's not like a mind-blowing, really awesome card. It's just it's on the reserve list. So that means there's a limited supply of them, and people are just looking to park their money into things that are just going to have a better chance of holding value. So they mention here, uh, the, the author of this article mentions that uh, this this is something that usually happens when magic finance market is a bit slower. They give a couple other examples of cards that have done similar things like this, like Tetsuya Umazawa, Undiscovered Paradise, Power Leech, and Caverns of Despair. All old cards on the reserve list, they don't have a significant power to them. They're good, but they're not like busted or something that you're looking to jam in any kind of legacy vintage deck. Oh, I didn't even mention the price on on City of Shadows. That's jumped up 500%. It's now $129. Uh, 
Wow, completely missed that. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, 500%. Just a couple of days ago, this thing was 20, this, 20 to 30 bucks. God. Good job, man. Yeah, I was cutting you off on a purpose. The whole point of this section, and you completely forgot it. Yep. What the hell, man? Almost over my head there. Next, we have a repeat card. Retrofitter Foundry. This card was brought up previously in the January Weekly Winners, where it was talking about how this card was showing up in Legacy Blue Black Ninja lists. And this time, still the same. Uh, you play this card in conjunction with Ornithopter or something like Baleful Strix. It's just a good way to ninjutsu make more Thopters. It's a solid card for these deck lists. And they actually have a legacy deck list of blue black ninjas for this week, which actually looks really cool. Kind of pricey. It's almost two grand. Uh, uh, Retrofitter Foundry is a one drop artifact that has several different abilities. It has three mana. Untap Retrofitter Foundry has two tap, create a one one colorless servo artifact creature token. It has one. Pay one, tap, sack a servo, create a 1-1 one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token. Sack has tap one, tap, sacrifice a servo, create a 1-1 one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. Then it has tap, sacrifice a thopter, create a 4-4 four, four construct artifact creature token. So this is a turn one, you can make a 4-4, four, four, which is powerful. It has seen... 161% increase. It's now over 23 bucks. I don't know why I'm putting these numbers at the last. This week is off. Typically, I have them right up front. Let's see if I can do it right this time with Muxus Goblin Grandy. This is a card from Jumpstart. I'll read it here in a second because I'm going to tell you it's seen an upshift of 34%. It's now $38. Muxus Goblin Grandy is... Red Red 4 for a 4-4 four, four legendary not, uh, for a legendary Goblin Noble. It reads, when Muxus Goblin Grundy enters the battlefield, reveal the top 6 cards of your library, put all Goblin creature cards with converted mana cost 5 or less from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest at the bottom of your library in a random order. When Muxus attacks, it gets plus 1, plus 1, until end of turn for each other goblin you control. So the author of this is very surprised and very uh, not not all into Muxus. He believing that it's going to be short lived, uh, short lived and historic, specifically because it's super powerful, and they believe that they might uh, he might be getting banned from the format. So what makes this powerful is in uh, Muxus Goblin Grandy in tandem with Skirk Prospector, Skirk Prospector, Cranko Mob Boss, and Goblin War Chief or Chieftain. You can easily ramp Muxus out on turn three with this, and then you can make more mana after the fact with uh, Cranko. Yeah, with Cranko. 
lost lost a train of thought. But it's not just historic where this card is seeing play. There is a legacy goblins deck where you got this with Goblin Lackey and Warren Instigator triggers to cheat Muxus into play. Uh, goblin Lackey is a one drop one one goblin uh, when it deals damage to a player. You may put a goblin car, a goblin permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So on turn two, or if you have a way to swing with this on turn one right away, you're putting down a Muxus right away. But that is moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against a deck like that. In Legacy? Yep. Ooh. It's almost almost this exact list. It was stupid. It was just stupid. Yeah, they also have a list on here for goblins uh, for all y'all. Uh, it's a bunch of two ofs, which is crazy. And it's all creatures, aside from Aether Vile. They got a four, four Aether Vile to help get those goblins into play. Well, all the other stuff's in your sideboard. Your instances and artifacts. Yep. But that does it for the weekly winners. Now we pass it off again to JB, who is going to talk about some cheap pickups. Yo, for all you budget people out there. So first up, we have Liliana, Waker of the Dead from Core 21, sitting at $5.18, and it's slowly trending down. So if you want to pick it up, keep an eye out. Next up, we have Luca, Copper Coat Outcast, sitting at $5.50. Slowly trending down. And then we have Riptide Laboratory. Jumpstart. Sitting at $5.40. Was that one reprint was that one printed elsewhere? Yep. It was originally Jumpstart. It was originally an onslaught. Ah. Yep. Yeah. This is its only uh reprint, which is exciting uh for you uh wizard tribal players out there. The Onslaught version is about nine bucks. You can find them as cheap as six dollars on TCG Player, but now with the Jumpstart reprinting of it, time to get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, everybody's favorite slow fetch, Fabled Passage, it's in a seven dollars and fourteen cents. Location, location, location. Land is so important. Yes, it is. Like what? Do we, Unfortunately, we, we talked about this a month ago when it was like under ten bucks. Like, I still think it was a good time to pick it up at ten bucks, but it's starting to get an even better time now to be picking this thing up for just over over seven bucks on TCG Player or, uh, yeah, on TCG Player you can find this thing for four bucks. Super. Yep. And that was the Throne of Eldraine printing. I think the M21 is even cheaper, isn't it? The yeah, Core, uh, core 2021 is uh, 6 bucks. The Borderless Art one is actually also showing a, uh, a downward, downward movement as well. So if you want to be pimping things out, it is around $20 for the Borderless Fabled Passage. Just to make a note here as well for those interested. But let's jump on into that deck of the week now. 
So, uh, JB, you want to lead us off with this deck of the week? No, you're going <laughs> to. Because you're the host. JB found us a deck on Architect.com here. The creator of the deck is Kurt K. Or Kurt K. Either one. It is a black-green veto combo deck. Uh, pretty budget as well. It can get some prices and stuff shaved off in the land base, as all modern decks can, because it has the shocks and the fetches. But other than that, the deck is relatively cheap. Uh, I lied. I forgot, except for this card that we're going to talk about here. But when I say Veto, it's a new card that came out in Core 21, Veto, Thorn of the Dusk Rose. It is Black 2-1-3 Legendary Vampire Cleric that reads, Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And then Veto has an activated ability of three black-black creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. So the thing is, to be gaining life... And then that makes your opponent lose life. Well, what is one way that you can make this happen? Well, none other than the perfect combo of Exquisite Blood with Veto Thorn of the Dusk Rose. Exquisite Blood, which is the expensive card here, which is actually going to be really hard to cut <laughs> because it's one of the only things that work well with Veto. But uh, Exquisite Blood is black four for an enchantment whenever an opponent loses life you gain that much life so as soon as damage happens if you have exquisite blood and veto out both on the board it's just your opponent instantly loses the game unless they have damage reducing it to one or reducing damage by one right like ad nauseum might be able to get a turn out of it with angel's grace yep Yep. It's also got the Cauldron Familiar Witches Oven package in there. Yeah. Witches Oven package. You can never go wrong with that because that's another way to to trigger uh, life gaining and life lossing with both those out so you don't need to be dealing damage. Uh, a way for this to also ramp ramp up quick because Exquisite Blood is five mana to cast, which is really rough. They have the Arbor Elf, uh, Utopia Sprawl uh, package going on there as a way of ramp as well. And two cards I really like way more than I think I probably should as ways to be finding cards in uh, green. So everybody knows about Ancient Stirrings. Dig five deep, search or pick a colorless card or land card and put it in your hand. These two cards help find your combo pieces Bonds of Flourishing, and Commune with the Gods. The first one is Bonds of Flourishing, which is green one sorcery. Look at the top two cards of your library. You may reveal a permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library. You gain three life. Commune with the Gods is, is green one. Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature or an enchantment card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. So this digs five deep. It grabs you your veto or your exquisite blood. Super important. Both these cards, two mana, dig, dig, dig a little bit, find the cards that you're looking for. I appreciate these definitely way more than I think I should be. 
But in here, they have tremendous value because you really need to be finding Vito and Exquisite Blood. Dropping those as soon as possible. It also has a playset of Harmonize as a way to be drawing cards as well. So as a way to like get more exquisite blood-like effects. And I feel like there's some other things that you could probably do to maybe make it cheaper. It's going to be hard. Like This deck is already like cleaned up to the point of commune with gods to be able to pull exquisite blood and having arbor elf com or arbor elf utopia sprawl as a way to get it out seems like a seems like it's good seems like this thing is going to be great fast you find your cards i mean the downside to this is like you're going to be skirting along pretty closely if you're playing against prowess i imagine and like veto just cries to a thunderbolt or a thunder a lightning bolt <laughs> thunderbolt Oofta. Well, isn't there an infinite combo with Cauldron Familiar? Uh, no, not infinite. It's it's a long loop that you can do. But that right there is sure not infinite. Hmm. Yeah, it, it triggers it triggers veto, so it's like more ways for you to be gaining life and like get you out of range there. Like as soon as you drop, uh, as soon as you drop like veto. And if you have a cauldron familiar with the witches of an out, like you're already in a good position to like kind of become resilient to prowess. But you always gotta be worried that they're gonna have lightning bolt. Oh yeah. I don't know. I didn't see lightning bolt once against JB the other night. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, I won most of them. Yeah, you did. I'll just drop those shocks for 14. Right? So stupid. No, I like this deck. I think it's definitely a good launching pad. It's a good starting point. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, f I feel like there's, you know, quite a bit of tweaking and upgrades you could make to it. I'm kind of tempted to try this deck. Right? I've been wanting to play with Vito for a while, but mainly in my Taysa Karlov deck. I just realized I need to put Vito in my Chromium deck. See, I want to do the whole, you know, exquisite blood combo in Tesa because there's so many ways that I could just pop that off and yep. and have it go. Oh, so can I open the vaults, having them both in the graveyard? Yeah, it's really hard to find another substitute really for. Uh, exquisite blood, you know. Having veto is definitely if, if, important. If you're running veto, exquisite blood is almost an automatic. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only infinite you're gonna get with him. Right. I'm just so, trying to see if, but it's like as soon as an opponent loses life, you gain life. There's no other thing that keeps that going. Like, well, I mean, you got uh, Viscopa Guild Mage, but that's an activated cost. Uh, it's uh, uh, black-white, though. So you'd have to splash black and make this Abzan. You mean white? Splash white? Yeah, splash white, sorry. Uh, splash uh, white to v make it Abzan. Vito and, Exquisite are, Vito and Exquisite are more than enough to go off each other. Right. And it's going to be hard to interact with Exquisite. Yeah, unless you have enchantment breakers. I don't, I don't know why you would need 
I don't know why you would need a uh, Vizcopa Guild Mage in here. You got well, more than enough ways to trigger the, the combo. Well, I was thinking of way to um, budgetify this. Because right now this deck is sitting at 200 bucks, which is surprisingly not that bad for a modern deck. Well, uh, it's because uh, some of them, the Card Kingdom price isn't showing up, so it's not giving you the total price. Like the Verdant Catacomb fetches, that price isn't in there, or it shows 65 per on TCG. There's no way that the lands only cost $61 when one Verdant oh, Catacomb is 65 That is very true, yep. But so yeah. you got to be careful with Architect, because if you don't choose the right option, sometimes it doesn't always have... Yeah, because that's that's somebody pricing on there. Just his pricing from either Zenikar or Modern Master Seventeen. That is a good call, JB. So, but oh, yeah, you just got to change it in the price settings there, to the left where it says prices, and then you just have TCG player. The value of this deck is actually four hundred and fifty-seven dollars, according to TCG. Yep, according to TCG player. Whew, yeah. Because Exquisite Blood is 32 bucks for the Catacombs or 65 as we said, but with lands, you know, it's like hard to hard to argue lands is like a major deterrent to try and make a deck. The creature base with Vito, Cauldron Familiar, Arbor Elf is 26 bucks, and the only thing that's really driving the price is Vito, because Vito is... Uh, just under is five fifty. Well, that's because they also picked the that's the borderless one or the zoomed art. Yep, yep, that is. Anyway, so it's an expensive deck if you think of it because of the catacombs, right? But overall, this deck looks super fun. Exquisite Blood Veto as a way to get get this going, playing with new cards, and especially with Exquisite Exquisite Blood getting a reprint definitely dropped the price as well. Oh yeah, for sure. But still, thirty-two dollars a piece. Exq. Way better than what it was. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, now after, I just need to after, find one. After I bought one. Right. right. I need to find one now. Yeah, because Exquisite Blood was going about forty-five bucks, so half off, or, or like a third, a third of the Quarter price off. off, quarter of the price off. Where's my math? Still pretty good. Back in Nolman. Yep, back back in M Town. Where you didn't learn it. Oh, don't make fun of me. <laughs> but this deck is super sweet. JB, thank you for finding it. You're welcome. Guys. Funny thing is, this is like the fifth deck I looked at, so. So what made you was it just the Veto exquisite blood combo that caught your eye? Yeah, it was black green veto combo, so I'm like, ooh, I gotta check this out. It does look good. I like it. And this is way, yeah, this is way cooler of a deck than the other ones that I was looking at before this. I was kind of like, eh, and I almost settled on one, and then I saw this. I'm like, no, let's look at it. I like this a lot because it has commune with the god, commune with the gods, and uh, unbound flourishing or bond of flourishing. Both those cards, I like those way more than I like. I feel those should be going in a lot more decks, especially it fits very well in here because with commune with the gods, it takes you five deep. It can grab you Utopia Sprawl or Exquisite Blood. Both of those you are not upset with getting. Bonds of nope. Flourishing, just picking up a permanent, it's getting everything, like Witch's Oven, Veto, Exquisite, bon uh, Exquisite Blood. 
I do feel that these ones are probably a little underrated comparatively, but I get why they're not as played as much. They're two mana compared to like Commune of the Gods. Uh, the good, the good uh, example to that, the comparison to that would be Ancient Stirrings. That's one mana that gets played so much. But that's another episode, everybody. Thank you all for being absolute epic people for coming all the way to the end listening here we appreciate you so much thank you uh again shouting out arto hamalinen i don't have my pronunciation tab opened up here i apologize arto congratulations for winning you should be receiving your cards i don't know how international mailing works but like i said i'll be sending you that uh, tracking number and then you'll be able to find out go check out our episode that we did with Lockheed on Double Masters and listen to our episode uh, with Jonathan of Spelltable both those very interesting and fun uh, fun listens we think make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, jump in the Discord we are posting and talking and all this other jazz you have questions, comments, concerns, or you have feedback of any kind to give to us, please. We appreciate all feedback of any kind. We want to improve and be your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. And we can't do that without hearing your guys' feedback. I mean, let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. I am doing better at looking at that more frequently. Uh, next, don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on an episode where we always talk and randomly go about things. And, geez, did I miss anything there, fellas? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Boom. We will catch you all later. Bye. See ya. <laughs>